fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I'm the Clydesdale. We have with us CrossFit Level 4, four-time affiliate owner, best hour of their day host, all the things. Jason Ackerman, what's going on, man? Hey, it's great to hey, be great here. To be here. Oh, we got a neck. So, is that me? Is that me? Uh, so it sometimes is this funky roadcaster we use. Um. This is live. It is live. Where are we going? Where are we broadcasting? We're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. Twitch. I've never been on Twitch. Very cool. Oh, the echo's gone. There we go. Wait, you're on. You're on Twitch now. What's up, gamers? <laughs> so I don't know how many people watch us there, but we're trying. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it. Uh, we already got people in the chat. Ernie Garza. Says the only uh, level four of best hour. That's right, Ernie. Never forget that. So Jason and I met at the West Coast or West Coast West Midwest Affiliate Summit in Cincinnati. Uh, I was there just observing, and uh, you gave a presentation that I f- I found fascinating, uh, and the way it tied in with everybody else was so seamless, and uh, really came off well. So I wanted to like. First, I want to dive into how you got into CrossFit, what brought you to this space, and then dive into what, what you did there in Cincinnati. So I want you to talk about how you got into, you were a wrestler in high school. I want you to talk about how that turned you into your mantra, how you have that winner's win. Well, before I say that, I do appreciate hearing that, Scott, because I do like to play it off. Like I don't try very hard at things, but it was very important for me to have a stellar performance there with the presentation. I don't take it lightly that I got to speak in front of, you know, 200 plus affiliate owners and uh, to hear that. And then the, the presentation got released today on our YouTube channel and seeing the the comments come in, it was, uh, it was, it was really, it made me very happy. And I appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah. And, you know, if they, if they watch it, they'll hear part of the story, but, uh, you know, I, I, I was wrestling through high school and then you, you graduate high school, I graduated college and you're kind of like lost as far as athletics go, you know, um, you could join like a, a basketball league being five, three, they, they didn't <laughs> invite me. And, you know, I, I always wanted to try jujitsu. I watched early UFC and, by 2003, four, it was gaining momentum, and you can find jujitsu schools you know, a little easier. It's the the first one that opened in Albany uh, with a guy named Bruno Tostes, who I was maybe his second or third member. Um, I was going there for a few years, loving it, and my buddy Chad R brings in this Muslim Fitness magazine, uh, and Chuck Liddell is on the cover, and if you know. Actually, we kind of have a similar haircut these days, but I don't have the tattoos that I have. But 
he's like, Hey, have you heard of this CrossFit thing that Chuck Liddell uses? I'm like, no, let me see that. And he, we look at the magazine together and back in the day, the only thing you can find on CrossFit on the internet was CrossFit.com. So you go home, search it. And it, I kind of understand that they put a new workout up every day and I just committed to doing it. And I literally never looked back. And, and I think you, you told the story at the summit, but it, it was, it was, it was echoed by all the presenters that even bad CrossFit is better is, is more efficient than most things. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I agree with what you said earlier after me, uh, you know, obviously Austin went before me and then Dan from push press and Nicole from HSN and Ryan from two brain. Um, and I don't know if I'm forget. Oh, Denise Thomas, of course. Um, you know, they, they, they kept using my lecture and I don't think it was anything that I said that was profound. It was like, we were all saying the same stuff and I just happened to go earlier in the day. So, you know, they kept referring back to it. But one of the things I often say is, um, you know, even bad CrossFit still gets great results and people always are like bad CrossFit's going to injure you and this and that. It's like, no, it's not like. Yeah, really, really, really terrible CrossFit might hurt you. No different than really bad, you know, running or any activity can hurt you. But, you know, assuming you're doing it at an affiliate and not just trying to, you know, concern yourself with your ego, but you're just, you're, you're doing it for the right reasons, you're going to get results. And that's what happened to me. Like, I had no coach. I, you know, was just working out with my – the other day uh, in our best hour Slack – someone found an old video of me working out with Austin and it was like hideous. It was embarrassing. It was cringy. And I was like, yeah, but every day at one o'clock we went down there and threw down. And I mean, I got fit. Austin made the CrossFit games. So let's just talk about how it works. Yeah. 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 I, I have some of those videos, 2013. Uh, we didn't, I was not an affiliate, but I was doing CrossFit did the open had to submit all the videos and they still live out there on YouTube forever. Yeah. You can't, I tried to wipe all my working out from the internet. It's not happening. <laughs> so, so what made you, you get into CrossFit, you're doing it on your own. What made you want to open a, your own affiliate? I was a personal trainer. So I graduated college 2000, uh, like the last three years of college, you know, sophomore, uh, junior, senior year, i worked at all the gyms in the Albany area, literally every single gym I worked at. And I didn't real. I was like, okay, at some point I have to get a job. You know, I was like, I got to, but I, then I graduated with a psych degree and I was like, oh, I can't get a job that there's nothing I can do with this. So I, I continued on for the, for my master's, but all the while I stayed as a trainer, I, I, opened a small yoga studio. I was teaching, you know, plyometrics and spin. I took all of the ACE, AFA credentials. And I was just at the point, I, re I remember vividly, I was, I used to bike with a friend of mine, like road bike. And she was like, what are you going to do with your life? And I was like, I don't know. And it was right around the time I found CrossFit. And I was like, this might be my ticket. Like this might be the thing that allows me to continue doing this. Cause I was making no money as a trainer and I was burned out. Like as a trainer, I would take any client 5am. Sure. 8pm. Sure. And it was like just nonstop and it was just unsustainable. And then I found CrossFit and it was like, okay, 
can I take all of my clients and get them into like two to three different hours? And I was able to. My, my first 20 clients were at CrossFit, Albany CrossFit, were my PT clients, mostly, you know, middle-aged and above women. Because that, that was my, but man, I remember vividly Noreen, Donna, Sue, and Lenora all vying for the first person to get a pull-up. Um, but, it, you know, it was just a, a means to an end for me. Little did I know the impact it would have on me and, you know, that it would change my life. I just thought, cool, I get to do something. I get to work a little less and make a little more. And that sounded good to me. So I, I've seen some different stuff that you've done. And you, you always talk about that you've owned four affiliates. You sold Albany CrossFit and moved, moved on from that. What made you want to sell? Was, did you look at it as an investment or was it just life changed and you had to go to another place? You know, it's, it's, it's a unique scenario. It, I, I opened in 2007 and never, sorry for the comment, it's the Mapuzi guy. Um, um, I'd never even considered selling this would be an, like it was literally never crossed my mind and we had grown. So I started Albany CrossFit on literally one racquetball court, 800 square feet. Uh, you know, luckily it was in, so I was, let me take a step back. I was basically running a gym called the Court Club. And it was founded on racquetball, squash, handball, et cetera. And by 2007, those sports were dying. Like no one was coming in to play that. So the courts were empty and I had found CrossFit and I had a client named Barry, Barry Feinstein. And I, he was a real estate broker. And I said, Barry, can you help me find a building so I can open one of these CrossFits? And he said, no. I was like, Barry, this is your job. Like, what do you mean? No. He was like, you should just rent one of those courts. No one's using them. So the owner of the, the, the building, and, and he was also really running the entire facility as well. His name was Shy. I said, hey, can I rent one of those courts? And it was like, you know, a minor back and forth. We agreed on $850 a month handshake agreement. And, you know, we were off to the races. Flash forward seven years. I was renting five courts, knocked down a bunch of walls. Like we had a you know full lease and all that. And I was growing so big that I was like, can I buy this building? I, I approached him. I said, can I buy this building from you? Now, the, the challenge was the building was old, but the lot is like prime time area that was growing. So there was, they didn't want to sell it. It was a massive investment. And realistically, I couldn't afford it. So he said, hey, we don't want to sell this building, but we would be interested in buying CrossFit, Albany CrossFit from you. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I didn't even consider that. And that kind of spawned the negotiations to doing it. So you, you sell it off and then you, you move to two more gyms. Just the naming of those gyms has to be tough, right? Like you, you start chipping away at what's available. And in your own creativity. Yeah. The second one was already open. So I had a second affiliate simultaneously um, with a partner and happenstance, we kind of had a falling out. So I've really sold both of those almost at the same exact time. So, and that one was called CrossFit Clifton Park, which was just the name of the town is about 20 minutes North of Albany. So then I, you know, sell those two and, you know, I've got a big, bank account now, but I'm also not like, I don't spend a lot of money. So it wasn't like, 
oh, I'm going to buy a Lamborghini or anything. It was like, okay, now what do I do? I was like, this isn't like, I'd never have to work again money, but it's, I don't have to do much for a little while. And, you know, I was on seminar staff, so I was still working and I was kind of bored and 45 minutes ish north of Albany is a town called Saratoga. You should know it. Horse track, right? Clydesdale. Yeah. Um, and there, I was like, there's one CrossFit there that was just failing. So I was like, I think there's an opportunity there. One of my former coaches was interested in opening a box. His name was Dave. And uh, we were like, hey, you want to go 50-50 and just op open a box there? I was, you know, I didn't want to be there every day because it was a 45-minute commute. But but he was willing to move to that area. And to his credit, he did a ton of the work. And it was doing great. You know, we opened October. And I, I would say by the end of the year, we had 50 members. It was crushing. And then I was just like, I just want to go somewhere different. And that's when I moved to Florida. But, the, you know, the box was doing great. And I felt bad. I was like, Dave, like, pay me what I put in and it's all yours. And he was on board with that. And and that's when I, you know, left New York and moved to Florida. So that's a ton of experience. And then in the meantime, you're on seminar staff. You're a CrossFit level four. At the time, uh, yeah, probably right around then I became, when I took the level three, I think in 2014, that was when I also got my level four. So what, how did you get involved there uh, from a guy who just rendered a racquetball court to now you're on seminar staff? That was a long journey. You know, I took my level one. I told, I told the story about my level two at, at, in the presentation, but the level one. So, you know, back in 2007, they weren't like 15 a weekend all over the world. Like they are now It was literally one and not even every weekend. And I reached out to Nicole Carroll because there happened to be two nearby Toronto and uh, Pittsburgh. And I knew I needed it to open. And she was like, Hey, it's all good but pick one and we'll get you in. So I took the Toronto one. I had been open about a month already. In fact, I remember like, I was like, now I can't leave because I've got members. And I threw two people, John Johnson and Jess Lasky, who were just members at the time. I was like, can you just watch my classes, please, while I'm gone? And uh, Jess went on to open her own affiliate. And, um, you know, so I take the level one. And when I got there, I was like, this is what I want to be doing. Like, I want to be doing this thing, these level ones. And it wasn't that easy back then. There's really no path to getting there other than nonstop harassment of Dave Castro, which I did. And he finally was like, cool, you can intern. And, you know, that was all the way in like 2008, nine, I interned. Um, and then it was just became a long internship journey. I believe I have the record for most internships ever at 10. And finally got hired in 2013. So while you're an affiliate owner, how much are you learning by just going through these seminar staffs um, or these L1s, L2s, all that kind of stuff, interning? Are you able to apply any of that real world as you're kind of going through it? Oh yeah. Tons of it. I mean, every weekend I would do one of the presentations. I would do what is CrossFit? What is fitness nutrition? Right. I would even do, the press group, like I would do everything, you know, for our members. One of the coolest things I got to experience was when my members started taking their level one, 
they'd always come back and be like, yeah, we didn't really learn anything. And I was like, that's kind of BS. I hope you learned something. But I appreciate the fact that we teach you so well that it felt like you knew everything. Um, but I was even just coaching. Like that's when I was realizing, oh, coaching is not just good job cheering them on. You know, that's when my coaching went to the next level. And mind you, I'd been involved in gyms one way or another since 93. So I'm, you know, nearly 15 years into my journey. I'm like, oh, I was terrible. I was not a coach. Yeah. Um, so then you sell off the gyms, you move to Florida. At what point do you decide, I want to be a podcaster? <laughs> um, I don't think I ever decided I wanted to be a podcaster. Sometimes I just get bored and do things. But I, I started an old podcast when I was still in New York called Squat Therapy. And I would just interview my members. You know, I'd, I'd get some bigger names from seminar staff. And it was like a hobby, not nearly as professional. I didn't have four sponsors across the bottom. It wasn't a video. You know, it was like, you know, I'm talking to buddies. And we were doing it for the, for the affiliates as well. We would do podcasts for the affiliates, which I recommend all affiliates do. Like interview your members, you know, get, get them on camera, like get to know them. But then it was 2000, around 2008, I was living in Florida and I started working with a guy named Jason Fernandez pretty often. And he was in, he, you know, still lives in Virginia Beach, but was in Virginia Beach. So when I moved to Florida, I wound up seeing him a bit more. We had met each other and knew each other, but we would always get into these great conversations about affiliate ownership and coaching. And we were, you know, probably four or five times would be like, that's a podcast. That's a podcast. And finally, you know, I, I like to think of the two of us. I'm the one that actually makes it happen. And I was like, yo, this time get on, I'm hitting record. We're doing this. And that was April of 2019. And we, you know, we hit the ground running and we reached out to everyone that we knew in, you know, in the CrossFit world from Chuck Carswell to Kelly Starrett to, you know, uh, Castro to all. And, and we're like, Hey, we're doing a podcast. Can we do this? Can we do it? Everybody's like, yes, yes, yes. Before we knew it, we had like 50 episodes recorded and we were like, well, let's just release them all. So, you know, we were just dropping episodes every day and, when I moved to Florida, I didn't really have a job other than seminar staff. So I had all the time to, to be doing it. And it just slowly kind of gained, I wouldn't even say like a following. We probably had like a dozen people, right? Ernie being one of them. And, uh, you know, but it was, I think the same thing I believe in about affiliate ownership, where it's like, do what you love, have fun, and try to do it to the best of your ability. And money will follow. I've never just like been like, I got to make money. I've always been like, I got to do what I like and it's got to be fun. And, and commitment too, as you know, I'm sure with this, like I've seen your name out there, but I'm sure there was about two years where no one knew who you are. Yeah. Yeah. We, it, it's funny. Cause it was the same thing for me. The way we started was not with sponsors and all the fancy stuff. You know, it was, me and two friends sat around a table and taught CrossFit all the time um, at the affiliate. And we're like, and I did the affiliate podcast at the time. And I was like, why don't we just record this and throw it out there? And if people listen, great. If not, oh, well. And it, it snowballed into what it is today. But when it started out, it was just three people shooting the shit. Like, yeah, where are those other two? 
Uh, they're still with me. Um, they show up once a week. Yeah, um, yeah right. We a week called the round table. Cool. And we, and we do that. So they're still here. You know, but uh, for many people, affiliate owners, but any business, right? It's like the beginning is so much fun. Hey, we got this new thing. This is great. And then all of a sudden there's like, it's not new anymore. And it's not generating income or really getting notoriety. And that's the whole, you know, Fern and I like to refer to that as the middle, right? That's like for any business, that's the middle. And it's probably just because I'm too stubborn. It's like, I'm not quitting this. And why would I? It's fun. And I got nothing else to do. But if you can make it through that gap, I mean, we, and same thing with, you know, when, um, you know, I found CrossFit, it wasn't like, oh, I hope one day I'm going to, or when I started my affiliate, I'm going to sell it. We were just like, cool, we get to talk about CrossFit and people seem to enjoy it. We were never like, and then one day we're going to have a curriculum and all this. It was like the, the right things happen when you do the right things. So I want to get a couple of comments real quick. Uh, Kenneth says, when I was recruited on recruiting duty, they would have career recruiters who would go around to different states when a recruiting was failing they would spend time there till the station was successful. And then he follows up with uh, CrossFit have something like that for affiliates. No, I, I do think, and you were there, you know, Scott, there's so much going on in HQ. And I think some, some justified, some not like they get a lot of heat from affiliate owners and, and, and members of affiliates. And I think one, it needs to be recognized. CrossFit is still somewhat in its infancy. Like, even if you go back to February 10th, 2001, the first workout posted on .com, we're 22 years old. You know, like, that's not very old in the, in the when you're looking at a business, but, but they are working extremely hard. And then the other thing I think that is, is a it irks me at times because you're an affiliate. And things like that, while I think is a great idea, Ken, there's a difference between an affiliate and a franchise. And Coach Glassman from day one was like, the cream will rise to the top. And I'm really glad that's the model. Now, CrossFit is doing more and more to help affiliates and to make sure there, there are more standards in place. But, you know, the world needs bad affiliates too because people are going to go to the good ones, the right ones, after they find it. But, you know, and that's also, we wouldn't be here, we being best hour, if not for Glassman's approach because we have the opportunity to step in and do something like that. You know, somebody mentioned, uh, Elise mentioned dropping ins. Like we go to affiliates and, and give them feedback or we mentor affiliates. So, you know, we have the opportunity to do that. I mean, Glassman could have owned part of Rogue, I'm sure, if, you, if that was his model back in the day. But he always wanted to give people the opportunity to fill in the gaps. And that's what, you know, we're lucky to be able to do that right now. Yeah, and I think one of the overarching themes that I took away from the summit was that the box down the street is not your enemy. They're your ally. And I think the, I more that, that we, the more we look at that the, and we embrace that, the better off the whole ecosystem will become. And, and understand, I said that, and I believe Austin did and a few others. I say that knowing it's not easy. I say that knowing... When Jess, the girl I referred to earlier, left me to open her own gym, I lost my damn mind. Like, I get it. It seems like competition. And, and in some respects, it may be. But first of all, competition makes you better. 
And second of all, there's like you just said, there's, there's, there's so there's millions, billions of people out there that we've not even come close to maximizing the number of people that will be doing CrossFit. And if we're only concerned with a hundred people already doing it in our town, we've already lost the, the more we can rise as a, as a, as a whole, the better CrossFit's going to be. Uh, and then I got to throw up this funny story. Uh, Ernie says, I used to despise Ackerman's voice when I was introduced to best hour. Then I met the team in Austin for the rogue invitational and I was hooked. Yeah. Now I want to work. With them. <laughs> Ernie crashed with uh, one of our mutual friends, Anasan, who I met through best hour. They crashed with us at the, at the house we had at rogue. I, I got Ernie's hat somewhere. He sent me a hat. Awesome. Yeah. Rogue's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> they run a great event. They do. So then, so then you get your level four, you're doing best hour and then you kind of touch on it, but you, it rolls into where you develop a, a curriculum called affiliate university and, and that you're kind of this um, third party entity that's benefiting from CrossFit and you're trying to help affiliates grow and get better. And I want to, I want to touch on that because I think, it gives great background for what we're going to get into with the summit and stuff you talked about. Yeah. And, and before we go any further, we have to give credit to Marcus Gersey who basically created the curriculum. So Marcus was a part of Barbell Shrugged and he, he had his own company after Barbell Shrugged kind of fell apart and was working with Fern at his affiliate CrossFit Rife. Then after they had worked together, Marcus catches wind of what Fern and I are doing and was like, hey, I want to team up with you guys. And there was about a two-year period where we were simply teammates. We used Mark, you know, we we kind of refurbished the curriculum to be in our voice, but it was, we never, and when I say never, never would have come up with a curriculum. Fern and I are not those people. Fern and I are podcasters. We like to be at a box and help out. We're not the people that are writing down uh curriculums so we we luckily had marcus's we re-recorded it tweaked some things because it you know had evolved since then and then flash forward everything's going great we with like the three amigos we all enjoy each other and then earlier this year january 1st marcus became a part owner of best hour with us but we truly i don't think we'd be where we are today without him and this is something that people can be members of I, can you explain to me what the concept is behind Affiliate University? Yeah. So, you know, Best Hour of Their Day is kind of the umbrella company. We have the podcast. I wrote a book. Um, you know, we do presentations. We're partnered with uh, CrossFit and the APN. But our, our main product is called Affiliate University. We work exclusively with CrossFit affiliates. No micro gyms, nothing else. Only CrossFit affiliates because that's what we know. That's what we love. People sign up for it. And, you know, the... There's multiple stages and, and they can stick with us. We've had clients that have been with us for over three years, like, you know, Ryan or Devin, who is at uh, the Midwest uh, Summit. But it's a, it's a one-year curriculum. And within that one year, it's equal parts business development, all the systems and operations and coaches development. So there's a lot of companies out there that focus on one or the other. And, and to the best of my knowledge, we're the only one in the CrossFit space a, exclusively working with affiliates, but that works on both ends. And I, I want to give a shout out. We've got some sledgehammers in the coaches' development. We've got Denise Thomas is one of our coaches, Todd Acuto, Steve Haydock, P 
Pat Barber, and Lindsay Andrew, all seminar staff, with the exception of Lindsay, who takes her level four soon, all level four and flow masters on seminar staff. I mean, some of those, Denise and, and Pat and Steve Haydock were like my CrossFit idols as I was developing. So it's somewhat, it's, it's certainly humbling, but certainly surreal that I'm kind of their boss, but more importantly, that we get to work together every day. Yeah, Denise, I'd never met her until that weekend. What a powerhouse. Yeah, she'll make you want to run through a brick wall, huh? Yeah, she was awesome. Um, so so you put this together and you're, you're helping affiliates. We then get to the summit and you're talking about, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a couple of themes that I took away and then we'll get into some detail. One that I, what, that I found super refreshing is um, all the, that you guys were not afraid to attribute things to Greg Glassman. He is the one that founded this thing. And it was very obvious that, that you were lockstep with the philosophies of Greg Glassman. He's, you know, I would truly refer to him as a friend, which is still strange to me. He was on uh, Savan's podcast and he was like, Jason, that that's a friend. And I was like, wow, you know, cause this is the guy truly without him. I don't, I'd be a high school gym teacher, right? Nothing wrong with that. Shout out to my gym teacher. I mean, he got 16, 100s brought up my GPA, but uh, you know, I wouldn't be here without Glassman. And yeah, I think it's a shame that people, you know, whatever you want to call it, canceling them and all that. Like people make mistakes. Like I'm glad that it's coming around. He was at the games this year and, and he should be credited because he's changed anyone watching this, anyone that's doing CrossFit, you have to pay dues and pay respect to, to that man. So I, I found that refreshing. And then the next thing was that blew me away. Cause my degree is in business. Um, I have a master's degree in business. And if you, if you would have told me we were going to talk retention as the key to affiliates, I, I would have said no way. And then I sit through that day and I'm like, that makes all the sense in the world. Well, what would you think it would have been? I would have thought it was more on the front end. It would be leads. It would be, of course you want to take care of the people you have. Like I wouldn't, I didn't just ignore that fact, but it's getting people in the door. And I, every affiliate owner I've talked to, that's their worry is getting people in the door, not keeping the people they have in the doors. Yeah. That's a big, you know, mistake. And, and, and part of my, you know, I don't know what I would call it, like, you know, my ethos or mantra or, you know, goal is to, is to help affiliates understand like people don't need more. They need to be coached. They need to be moving better. And if you can do that, you're going to retain your members. And the truth is, you know, whether it's a, whatever number you want to throw out there, hundred, 150, you don't get there by only selling, you get there by selling and then keeping those people forever. And, you know, a good way not to retain people is to burn them out, to overwork them, to injure them, you know? Yeah. And I love what Ken said, right? You do a good job with those people. Glassman used to say this, I don't, I don't market because I have an army of marketers that do it for me. And that's what affiliate ownership should be. I don't need to run paid ads. Like, sure, if you want to do that, great. If you want to put flyers on a car, if you want to show up at a flea market, all that's great. But the best, the best word of mouth is the word of mouth of your members. And that's who you should be focusing on. Because like you, like me, like everyone watching, when they found CrossFit, you know, the joke is they couldn't stop talking about it. And that's what I want. I mean... I'm going to get a little personal here. I found CrossFit. 
because my next door neighbor was an affiliate owner. In Ohio, right? And, you're in, you're in Ohio. Correct. Yeah. And I weighed 500 pounds. And he stopped me in my front yard and said, hey, I want to help you. That's amazing. And I walked in first day, November 11th, 2011, all ones. That's, that's actually Fern's wedding anniversary. It's, that's funny you say that. Yeah. And uh, it was Veterans Day, 2011. Yeah. Murph was on the board, and that was my first workout. And you crushed it, Rx, I bet. 30 minutes. Uh, not even close. <laughs> not even close. But it, it gave, because I'm a former athlete. I was a Division One swimmer. Wow. Going through Murph, going through Murph, it made me feel like an athlete again. Even yeah. as scale as it was. Like that, oh my gosh, I can do something amazing. And, that is amazing. And then when I lost 250 pounds, like I'm telling everybody. Yeah. You're probably that annoying guy. They're like, we, we get it, Scott. We get right. it. You change your but, life. But I have the facts are walking around with me. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Right? You don't have it anymore. You used to. You, you know, right. 250 pounds. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's truly incredible. And, you know, kudos to that guy because I think as affiliate owners and coaches, we all know we can change someone's life, but it's, 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 it's challenging to approach someone, you know, especially if they're 500 pounds uh, in, in, a, in a kind and generous way. So he must have done a good job to get you in there, let alone to do Murph on, on day one. Um, so that's really awesome. And v Vindicate, uh, I want to, can I give a quick shout out? I watched that video of yeah. Hiller and Joe. Uh, trying to get 30 in 30 days. I don't know if you saw those. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I don't, I, I, I actually like Hiller, but I can't watch him for too long. And I, and I, and I watched his video uh, the other day when I was stretching and that's awesome what they're doing out there. Yeah, Those are, those are the Hiller videos that are special. Yeah. I can only watch him complain about judges for so long. Although I find him humorous. I'm like, all right, let's, let's, that's, you know, but like he said, that's why I did those. And I think that's important, right? Like same thing for us. Like we did a podcast. Now we have the opportunity to do these awesome things. Right. Exactly. Um, but it's funny you say that because, you know, I read, I was a former judge. I judged in the, from 2018 to 2021. And um, I think that's I, where I've seen you. When I saw you, I was like, the dude looks familiar. I bet you that's where. I, and I, so I, I had my own issues with Hiller myself, but. <laughs> at that summit, they talked about the standard is the standard, right? Yeah. And yeah. That, as a coach, Denise talked about it a lot, right? We want full range of motion. You want people to strive for full range of motion because it's important. It's not just about a competition or winning a competition. And I think that's where we get wrapped up into it in this community is, you know, ex-athlete isn't getting to extension or is not fully extended at the top of a muscle up or whatever you want to say. But it's really for the general pop. We want full range of motion for everybody because it's going to make your life better in the long run. My mom, almost 70, she was here visiting. She was like stuck on the couch, like no joke, like stuck, like the couch was eating her. And I'm like, mom, like this is a problem. Like, you, you know, and same here. Like th there was a period recently, I'm, I'm 45. And I'm just like busy, two kids. And I was like, oh, I'll get to it. Like I was like tight. I was just like, I had been neglecting like, my, my day is like, my CrossFit is like, show up, a light set, go. And it kept being like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I was like, 
at one point I was like, when is that going to happen? Like, I'm not going to get to it. You need to make time. And whether you're 70, 45 or whatever it is like, yeah, we need, we need to be, you know, working on ourselves and, and improving that because you're going to turn around and be 70 years old one day, you know, not able to get, get up from the couch. And, and that's what we're trying to accomplish at affiliates around the world. Right. And it plays right into what Vindicate says, right? 99.9% of your athletes or members are not going to the games. And it's, I mean, if you go on my Instagram recently, it's, I think it's my name somewhere. If they can see it, it's, uh, you know, coach can, Jason Ackerman. And it's like what I'm striving to get. And the people argue with me and I've just gotten to the point where like, I will not respond if you're negative, if you're positive, I'll give you a thumbs up, a heart, et cetera. But man, it's like, I can think of like, here, I'll give you an example while you're on it. Scroll down. Oh, wait, which one was it? No, I don't keep going. I don't remember which one it was. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even have told you to do that. If you have poop anywhere else on your body, toilet paper would not suffice. It might've been that one. Um, no, just kidding. It wasn't that one. You know, someone's like CrossFit doesn't sell and this and that. I'm like, these are the people that were listening. The vocal minority who have no education, no experience, they haven't been doing it long enough. You know, I, I've, I've, I've seen how, I've seen how this ends where it's like, I've, I've been, you know, if you zoom out, I've been here, I've seen the people that start and go too hard and burn out, get hurt, you know, uh, fall out of love with CrossFit. And it's like, you're not going to the games. And I know that's not the only reason people train for two or three hours, but it's like, if you're training that long, my, my more important question to you is, why do you have nothing else going on in your life? Like I have a daughter who drives me absolutely crazy, but I love spending time with her and I could be working out at that time, or I can be spending time with my daughter or I can be, you know, reading, working on a business, talking to people like you. It's like, it's not only about that. We're going to the games. It's like CrossFit was designed to be short and effective. And the whole point of what Glassman did, Glassman did that because back in the day he was an avid cyclist and he was like, I want to be able to bike more. So let me do this short workout and train people in this short time frame so I can go do these other things that I really love doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember tons of people coming into the fields who were marathon runners who wanted to decrease the amount of time they were putting into the actual running and used CrossFit to build up that endurance. And, and they were able to do marathons much faster without training as much running time. Oh yeah. If you're doing marathon training to run a marathon at this point, you're, you're so far behind the curve. I mean, I don't know enough about it, but I've helped people all PR their runs with one or two runs a week and doing CrossFit. Yep. It's amazing. So the, uh, the last, um, big overarching theme I took away from is that we have to elevate coaches because what differentiates CrossFit from everybody else is the coaching. And if you forget that you're going to lose, you're going to lose customers. Absolutely. I think, you know, and, and again, when, when programming, when affiliates are running classes that have two or three pieces in them, there's no time to, that was the post I put up and <laughs> I don't even want to say it. I don't know if you saw it. I said something to the effect of, I said, CrossFit Mayhem doesn't do mayhem programming. And 
right? And in I full disclosure, so. I don't know if that is true or not. It was 1000% clickbait, but it got people's attention and people were arguing with me, some just defending mayhem, but mostly like why they need more. And it's like, no, dude, you need less. And, and I hate to say it because it comes off just poorly, but it's like, you're not good enough to need more. You're not good enough. Like the people with, and, and, and look, I'm not good enough either for the, like throw me in that category, by the way. But it's like, if you have a seven, eight minute friend, like kudos to you, get better at thrusters and pull-ups by going and working on the mechanics. Come back when you have a three minute friend and then let's see if you need more, right? Like you don't need better. More isn't better. Better is better. Yeah. It's funny when I was at, at my first affiliate, we all thought we were going to the games. We, we were like, we're going to go in masters and blah, blah, blah. And, and then I joined CrossFit Polaris with Christy Aramo. Yeah. Um, and then I learned real quick, not a single one of us were even remotely close to going to the games. Well, she was. Oh, yes. <laughs> and her mom has gone to the games as a yeah. master's athlete. Like watching those two work out, nobody's keeping up with them. Well, and that's what it takes. Like back in the day when the games first got on TV, once a week, someone would walk in and be like, I want to go to the games. I'm like, cool. You're not going to. Can we have, what's your next goal? Right. And it's like, it's virtuosity at its finest. When you see the games athletes on TV and you don't know any better, you're like, oh, I can do that. And then when you do the math and you're like, wait, that was 300 pounds or I, that was a muscle up. You're like, I can't do that. But it, they, it's no different than the UFC. I've been training jujitsu, like I said, nearly 20 years. I don't think for a second I can hang in the, in the cage with the lightest female on the UFC roster, you know? So we, we need to understand there's professionals and then there's us and, and we need to do better for the 99% like Vindicate said. And Ken says, uh, my goal is to not be complacent. Yeah, that's a good goal. That's a good goal. So I, I mean, I have a picture I took from uh, the event and I'm going to put that up on the screen because uh, uh, this is about retention. Oh, there we go. And this is your your whiteboard work. <laughs> it looks uh, so sloppy. Kudos yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I wanted to just kind of explain it a little bit, not the full presentation, but just kind of what this means for retention and what it, why if it's important to affiliates. Yeah, so, you know, you could just use the word retention and a lot of people do without really defining it. We, you know, the best thing about CrossFit or one of the best things is Glassman defined everything from the definition of constantly varied functional movements at high intensity to fitness, right? The first program to define fitness. Fitness used to be defined of as the state of being fit. And that's not quite, you know, back in third grade, my teacher was like, hey, don't use the, the word in the definition. You know, then we're like, oh, it's work capacity across broad time and modal domains. Well, the same can be said about retention. So, you know, this is, I would call it still a work in progress. We're always trying to fine tune everything we do and, and really Fern uh, created much of this. I just, you know, reiterate a lot of what he says, but, but we've defined retention as your average client value times the length of engagement times their attendance times the time to value. Now there's no thresholds. There's no, this is a good number. This is a bad number. But as you see your retention improve, that number should be going up. You know, so average client value, simply 
figure out your revenue for the month divided by the number of members you have and you have an average client value. You know, it should be more than your rate, right? You're selling C4, you're selling, you know, sell you, sell you, what's that? Sell you core, you know, whatever you're selling there, part of the average client value. Then of course, the length of engagement, how long those people are members there. 14 months is, is a great kind of line in the sand, but ideally those people are 36 months plus. Attendance, how often they're coming in on a monthly basis. We talk about 16 times per month and, and we have uh, something we call the committed club where affiliates do a raffle. If you've come in 16 times, you know, September's almost over. So if I draw October 1st, the people that have come in 16 times in September, they're all entered into a raffle. And then we do it quarterly, a slightly bigger drawing, and then annually an even bigger drawing. And then last, time to value. And that's really how, you know, I think we stole that from Alex Hormozzi, but I'm sure he stole it from someone else where it's how fast do they get wins? How fast are they getting the reason they're coming in for, right? Like for you, Scott, your win wasn't 250 pounds, but you're free. I, I would actually venture to say your time to value was about an hour because you said, that's correct. Yeah. Right. So look how great that guy did. Right. That's time to value. Like, wow, I'm an athlete. I feel like an athlete again. That's a win. Right. For some people, it's sure. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to get my first pull up, but don't lose sight of other little wins that is, you know, showing them the value that you offer here at your affiliate. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just love this and, and I, it just all makes sense when you put it in that formula setting and maybe it's just cause I'm a math geek and that's, that's what I like. Um, but it, it made so much sense to me and I love the committed club idea. In fact, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to incorporate it for the podcast. Like we have members of the podcast that join on YouTube and I heard the story of they invested in um, a drinking bottle, like a really nice drinking bottle with places you could put stickers where if you were in the committed club in April, you get the April sticker and then May and so on, right? And I thought that'd be really cool for the podcast. Like if you remember in April, you get the April sticker. If you remember in May, you get the May sticker. That's, really, that's um, a cool idea. Though. I'm going to steal that. And then I would say like, hey, if you fill up your mug with all 12 you know, then you're entered to, you know, what we tell people is 10 out of 12 months, right? Because life happens, vacations, et cetera. Like to, to qualify for the annual prize, you, you you make the committed club 10 out of 12 months and you're in. I, I love that. I'm writing that down right now. Let me steal that from Scott. <laughs> yeah. I I, um, I think Push Press is the one that that said one of the affiliates they talked to. That's what how they do the committed club. Yeah. It's yeah. Everybody brings a water bottle to the gym. And that way you get to show off like I was in the committed club because you have all these stickers around your, your water bottle. Yeah. Another thing, like Gurney said, whether it's Velcro patches or a unique bottle, because what you want is to kind of create a little bit of FOMO. Like, how do I get that? Well, you have to come in 16 times. Okay. Now they have a goal to do that. And then for a lot of affiliates, especially those that offer limited memberships, this is what helps them get more people to that unlimited membership because the threshold should be above 12. If that's, you know, whatever your limit is, place the threshold above that. So now people have a reason to go to that unlimited membership. Yeah. I thought that was, I, I just thought that was super cool. Um, and so you, you have all these amazing coaches 
And so I'm, a, I'm assuming you're a believer of that. We've got to, re, we've got to amp up the level of our coaching. One, I mean, we've just released a product at the games ex- for that reason called the knowledge. Oh, nice. So Can you explain so, what that is. Yeah. We brought on Pat Barber, OG, like a true legend in CrossFit. If you go back to 2008 and watch every second counts, it's Pat Barber on the cover of that DVD, but we released something called the knowledge and it's drip content. Pat has promised, I believe it was five pieces a week for 50 weeks. And then it's going to be more beyond that. But, you know, we're just building up um, the, the catalog and it's, it's just coaching and, and how to improve it coaching. We're bringing on some uh, partners. We just recorded with uh, Nick Pappas, who is part of the CrossFit Kids staff. Um, we're going to have people like Hinshaw and Bergner drop all coaching videos that you can go in. I would, I would imagine someone watching this has signed up. There's a free seven-day trial if they haven't. Um, but, you know, just to, to help develop coaches. No one, no one is putting content out there specifically des- designed to develop coaches. A lot of people are talking about it, but we're trying to do it. And they, they can get that at besthouroftheirday.com? I believe it's forward slash the knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing that, that I got out of the day was that it's important for the affiliate, you as the affiliate owner, to sit down with your coaches and come up with what your expectations of what a coach should be. And you should do that together. Yeah, that was Not part of my yeah. coaches. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, uh, one of the challenges of affiliate ownership is you have a lot of part-time coaches. You have a lot of, you know, I do this for two hours a week, three hours a week. And then the affiliate owner wants to hold them to this crazy high standard. Let me tell you, no one will care about your affiliate like you do. It's just, that's life. But, but, but second to that is we need to create some sort of buy-in rather than just like, Hey, at this box, this is how we do it. I want to hear what do you guys think makes a great class? Because now you're telling me what you think. So if that is or isn't happening, I can talk to you about it. You know, like we talked to, hey, I think uh, coaches should be here 15 minutes early. Cool. Hey, you showed up five minutes before class. So let's talk about those things. But yeah, getting that buy-in from your coaches so they have that ownership in every single class you offer is tremendous. And you said to print it out and then that becomes everybody's expectations and they can see it. Yeah, it should be printed out, laminated, signed by the coaches. And then the second piece to all of this is now we're going to do evaluations on classes. And when you create that ideal class experience chart, and um, if anyone wants it for free, I think it's besthouroftheirday.com forward slash ideal class. We put it up for the summit. That was the first time we put it up, but I'm imagining it's still there. I haven't checked. But if you want a free class evaluation, the, the reason we structured it the way we did as yes or no is so regardless of your experience, I can watch someone coach and yes or no, it's binary. Like, did they show up 15 minutes early? Yes or no. Did they give everyone three cues? Yes or no. Did, you know, did they make a connection with everyone? Yes or no. Not that we're removing the subjectivity of it and, and making it objective and easy for anyone to do because a lot of affiliate owners Say, well, I don't have the time to evaluate everyone. Cool. Now you don't have to do it all. Your coaches can participate. And you said the to um, 
engage with everybody. And I thought that was really important too. And you talked about that where, um, and, I, and I'm probably paraphrasing, this is my notes. Not everyone leaves due to a bad experience. One thing you have as an affiliate owner is coaching. That is different than other places. If an athlete loses coaching, they feel they might as well go do it on their own for cheap. You're paying attention, huh? I was. I took I took notes. They gave yeah. me that really nice uh, notebook. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, I, mine's upstairs. Um, you know, we we say like it's it's uncommon that someone leaves like I had a terrible experience. It happens. Don't get me wrong, but more often than not, it's like the people that have been there less than fourteen months. You know, they're they're, they're making headway. They're moving better, and all of a sudden, all the new people are getting coached or the programming is just too busy and they're not getting coached at all. And I'm a member of lifetime here in Colorado. Um, Cause they have great daycare and I get to drop my kids off, but they have something called alpha. Somebody brought it up at the summit. It's not nearly as good as, as CrossFit, but it's a close second. And I can tell you if my option is joining a CrossFit where the coaching doesn't happen or joining alpha, which by the way, has daycare and there's a pool there and you know, they have all this equipment I can use all the time. Well, well, I'm going to sign up for that one. The reason people are joining CrossFit affiliates is because they're getting coached and they're seeing progress. And of course the magic is in the community. You don't see that at these other gyms. There's, there's not a community like there is in the CrossFit affiliate, but Coaching has to be a priority because it's the people that are just like, well, I'm not getting anything unique. I'm somewhat plateaued. I'm either going to mix it up and go do, you know, yoga or Peloton or something else, or I'm just going to find a gym where I can do that for a fraction of the cost. And that one hit home for me, which is probably why I took the note because I was a coach at my former affiliate. Um, and if you're a coach, you weren't getting coached. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that that was, that was getting difficult because um, I suffered a back injury. And then like, how do I scale? What's the best way to approach this? And sometimes you need someone other than yourself to help you through that because I can't always trust myself to do the right thing. I, when I moved to Colorado, I dropped in at a box called Ralston Creek CrossFit and I started taking classes and they were coaching me. You know, and then I, I tried to like remain anonymous and then they, you know, slowly they're like, oh, he's this, he's that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I still suck at CrossFit. So please keep <laughs> coaching me. Like my level four does not mean I squat in my heels. It means I can see other people not squatting in their heels. But Amy, shout out to Amy, shout out to Jeremy. You know, there's plenty of other coaches there. And it was like, they hammered me. And it kind of, at, at the time, I remember, you know, it was coming out of the pandemic it was like reignited my fire for CrossFit because I was getting better again. So yeah, coaches need coaches too. Even level yeah, when four. I went, yeah. When I went to Polaris, that was the most refreshing thing. Um, I was getting coached a lot and, you know, I've always considered myself a good mover for a big guy. Like I can move really well. Um, but man, I got picked apart by the coaches there and I loved it. That's, I think that sometimes they're afraid to coach you, but man, I loved every bit of getting better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And new scaling options that I had never had the opportunity to do before. Yeah. And that's one of the, that's one of the coolest things about being on seminar staff is I get to see some of the other best coaches in the world. And I steal 
so many scaling options from them. Yeah, it's it's amazing. There's it's limitless almost. Um, truly, truly is. And so I think that's everything I really had. Um, a couple cu things just to to leave with is you said at the seminar, which was what two weeks, a week and a half ago. If you're not working on your 2024 calendar now, you're already too late. Yeah, and I would say you're not too late yet, but it's getting close. And and, and calendar, we were talking about events at the box, right? right? Because you know, especially the like, there's there's affiliates that are like, yeah, we're gonna have a holiday party this year. I'm like, December's gone. Like, I know all the holiday parties I have to attend already. Like, I don't want to go to any, but my wife has friends, and I'm gonna have to go to some of those. So you need to be putting these out there like now for 2024. And I think, you know, like I said there, you know, we're all going to do Murph in May and, you know, we're all going to do the open in March or whenever it is this year. Right. So look at your calendar, put those events. We talk about there's three styles of events. There's parties, there's training events, the open, a double under workshop. And then there's kind of gym things like, Hey, we're going to, paint the walls. We're going to re-rack the wall balls. We're going to, you know, organize the kettlebells and you should have a nice balance across those. For me back in the day, it was parties. I mean, 2007 Albany CrossFit might as well have been a fraternity with a keg. And, you know, it was just nonstop parties because I was 29 and we're all young in our twenties and we love to party. But, you know, by the time I opened Soul Shine in Saratoga, it was like family friendly and you know, we're, we're going to do outings at a restaurant and we're going to, you know, do these other events. So you, you, your members like different things. So make sure you have a nice, um, you know, cross section of different styles of events. But yeah, I would look at, I would set aside two hours this weekend. I would, I would, you know, jot them down. I would put it up on your social media. I'd print it up on like an eight and a half by 11 and slap it in the bathroom, slap it on the lobby walls. Let people start seeing that. Put a QR code so it goes to a website. Like, get ahead of that for sure. Because again, going back to what I said, that's what separates us from Lifetime. That's what separates us from, you know, F45. So I'm sure they have some events too, but not nearly as many as a, as a CrossFit affiliate does. What was hilarious is I came home from that event, and I think that night I got holiday party, Halloween, what we're doing for Halloween. And like two other events um, in an email from CrossFit players. Were they the there? Minute. They were not, which is oh. what really surprised me. Oh, maybe. Hey, word spreads. When I talk, people listen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, we will not be in Texas anytime soon. Well, I can't speak for Fern, but we, we, we tend to stay pretty regional. Fernie's asking if we'll be at a level two. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and I'll put that up just so everybody can see it. Uh, he was just sorry. I'm used, to, I'm used to hosting a podcast. You know, I chime in, I chime in on the chat, but definitely go Ernie, get your level two in Texas. I'm sure you'll get some amazing, you know, there's some amazing red shirts in, in Texas, but yeah, I tend to work in Colorado and Fern, Fern travels a bit more than me. I'm the agoraphobic one on the team. Um, but Fern, uh, Fern gets around, but I don't think I'll be in Texas. Um, and Kenneth says it's all about the intangibles. It, it, it really is, you know, because like I said, every gym these days has bumper plates. Most global gyms have better equipment than you do at your affiliate right now. Like they just have a different budget and, you know, they're buying it in bulk 
for franchises around the country. Like we can't compete with that, but that's not the point. You know, the point is we have coaching. The point is we develop a community that's unrivaled anywhere. And we have these events from, from parties to, to training and, and people are getting better. You know, the one thing I will say about these other, for lack of better terms, like CrossFit knockoffs is, you know, the people don't get the results they do at CrossFit. And what Austin said is absolutely true. The length of engagement at a CrossFit affiliate is far longer than at these other gyms offering watered down CrossFit. Yeah. And length of engagement, just, I know we're going a little bit long here, but um, length of engagement, Push Press was talking about aff affiliate owners who are very, very um, on, on the ball when it comes to engagement. If you drop below the one of them, if you drop below four days a week, you're getting a call just to make sure everything's okay. And I know, I think you suggested three days a week. If it's three to, or maybe it was push press. It said, if you drop below three days a week, um, maybe you should look at a list and, and make some calls and make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. Or I think Dan, Dan knows what he's talking about. Uh, founder of push press. Um, yeah. We, we like to look at a weekly list of people that haven't been there. I always recommend doing it on like Wednesday because there's still time to get them in that week. And, you know, Recently, for example, I like to go in the Facebook group and answer some questions. And a former coach of mine who owns an affiliate uh, called CrossFit Avidas in Albany, like, what do you do with people canceling? You know, and how do you get them to say, you know, and I know he knows this, but it's like, well, we're too late at that point. Like when you've gotten the resignation or cancellation letter, it's like, why haven't you? Like, it, it's rarely, I was coming in 16 times a month. Please cancel my membership. You know, it was like, right. I was coming in 16, then it became 12 and then it was eight. Then I haven't been here for two weeks and you never reached out. So, you know, yeah. Can you do something to remedy that and, and potentially save a member? Of course. But the real answer is you're ahead of that. Yeah. And then I'm going to leave with this. And I think it was your quote, but you may have taken it for someone. And you I stole everything and you I said, but probably. And you were talking to the affiliates because we came out of a tumultuous time and you were saying that um, you all served the, survived the pandemic. Um, you're not a snowflake. You just didn't quit when it would have been easier to do so. I think I did make that up, you know, and, and, and I think it's very easy to see people in my shoes and I'm not this like guru or master who's kind of been through it and, and I've done it relatively well, but it's only because I never quit. It was never, I mean, I'm, you, you met me, I'm five, three, I'm, I'm a little chubby, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've got a degree from a state school in New York, you know, I'm not this like, I'm not a Harvard grad and doing all this. It's like, I just never gave up. Like we talked about, like from 2000 to 2007, when I was, you know, driving my grandma's old car and living in the ghetto and I was just like, I'm not giving up. And it was the same reason I went from losing every single match my freshman year to, you know, going on to win the sections my senior year. I wasn't great. I just refused to quit. And that's this, that, that aspect of my life is something I try to take with everything I do. Like I always try to do my best, but I'm never going to give up. And, you know, the affiliate owners there, we saw all the people that gave up and like, no knock on them. Like, 
it was really, really hard. Like you, you had to shut down or you had to close and many places were still getting charged rent. Like what was going on was absurd. But the people that showed up that are still doing this thing, they didn't quit. And if you don't quit, you know, I, Alex Hormozzi says, I cannot lose if I do not quit. And if you refuse to quit, if you just keep waking up every day and giving it your best, you're going to be successful. And I know that because it's what I did and it worked and it's worked for hundreds and hundreds of CrossFit affiliates that we've had the honor of working with in affiliate university. Yeah. It's, it's when I was, you're no uh, different. You're no different, right? Like at 500 pounds that I'm imagining that was incredibly intimidating or hard. And I would venture to say every day, it would probably have been easier to quit than show up and do another workout, but you never quit. You're right. Yeah. It, 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 and I look at my swimming career. I was not the most talented, but I just, I showed up every day and I put in the work and it got me to a division one school. Right. Yeah. And I still wasn't the best, but you just, you just put in the work every day and don't quit. You're right. That's it. Well, this has been so much fun, Jason. Um, thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. Um, we've got to have you back. Yeah, uh, this this is, just you you do. Time. You're a great podcast. You are far better than I am at podcasting. So. I don't, I don't it's funny because we started around the same time. I started November of 19. You started in April of 19. Yeah, we got a little bit of a head start. But uh, no, you, this, you are phenomenal at this. You're clearly passionate. I mean, like, when I met you, I remember you wearing your Mets hat and I asked yep. you in the bathroom, I was like, you a Mets fan. Um, but you know, you showed up to the summit with nothing to gain other than some knowledge and, and hang out. It was really awesome that Andrew had, I mean, shout out to Andrew Charlesworth for putting that together. That dude leads the Midwest affiliates like no other. Um, you know, he just, he's just one of them. He's in it. And uh, yeah, it was, I was glad I got to meet you there and, you're doing, you're doing great things. You know, you're doing great things for the community and, and, and you're an example too. I mean, you know, losing 250 pounds is no joke. Like that's really, really impressive. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I hope it's inspiring other people to to do it as well. Yeah. Just got to keep putting in the work every day and don't quit. Do the work. All right, Jason, thank you so much for doing this. Everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for being here and we'll catch everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at c4energy.com. That's c4energy.com. And now back to the interview.